Welcome, everyone, to the Caffeine Confessionals Podcast, Episode 2, focusing on MTV's The Challenge. We are going to be breaking down this season's male cast in this video. I am Alan Aguirre. You may know me from Twitter. My articles are my face. Here is my co-host, the lovely, the beautiful, the brilliant, the Canadian, Nikki Sin. Hi, everybody. You may know me from thenikkisin.com or the Nikki Sin on Instagram or the Nikki Sin on Twitter. I, I like to OEP branding, you know? ABB. No, excellent branding. Also, if you go to caffeineconfessionals.com, you'll have links to our podcast where we are on Spotify and Buzzsprout. Still awaiting acceptance on Apple. It was very difficult for me because I've never owned I've never owned an Apple product. Actually, that's a lie. I owned an iPod Nano in 2007. Oh. And or 2008. Apple. I'm all so, Apple. Yeah, they asked me for an Apple ID, and I was like, I have no, what is that? And I had to create a whole Apple account um, on all my Windows stuff. A lot of hoops I had to jump through. It wasn't that difficult, but we will be on Apple soonish. And I want to say thank you to everyone who subscribed and listened to the first podcast. We actually had, like, like I wasn't expecting any listens on Spotify, but we got, like, 60 listens on Spotify out of nowhere, even though I wasn't really advertising right. that. That was, that was great. That's awesome. I prefer Spotify. I, I know I was just like, oh, I have like all Apple products. Like I have an iMac and like a MacBook Air and an iPhone and AirPods. And it sounds like I have money, but I don't. Um, <laughs> but I like prefer Spotify because I can use my Google Home to like play any. I'm just making sure I didn't trigger it to play something. <laughs> I agree. I, I love Spotify. Huge game changer. And also just all the ways you could stream it just from like phone to TV to everything. It's great. Though my friend did play a joke on me where he would keep his, he would go to his, because I had a friend staying with me this summer, and he would leave his Kindle somewhere in the room on very low volume, and then from where he was at his girlfriend's house, he would play a song to drive me crazy. Oh, that's, I like that. That's Yeah, funny. it was real, it was real evil. <laughs> now, on to this cast. Oh, yeah. I have rated the 15 male cast members from whom I want to see the most to least. And we're going to start with the least. So we're going to go least to most. Okay. Where's and that? the first person I'm going to say at 15 is Wes. Because even though I'm a huge Wes fan, he's one of my favorite what? players of all time. It's been four seasons in a row for him. And before, he used to take breaks and he used to feel special. But when you come on again and again, it lessens how special you are. Yeah. My thing with Wes is, like, I'm wondering if he's too old for the show now and i don't mean like like Darrell is 40 he's not he's not too old for the show i think that uh wes is too old in like reality tv years a bit. so he's he's I not like say... he's not like caught up on like what reality tv personalities are now a bit i think he's i think he's a classical figure i think he like wes at his worst is still better than most people's best that's yeah. just him it's just when you compare him to even just West from War of the Worlds 1 uh, is kind of I was rewatching that last night. And he carries that season so hard. He really does. And yeah. what's amazing about him is he hasn't had a showmance since, I think, X's 1 with Mandy. That's like almost 10 years ago. So to not have a showmance in 10 years and be relevant still, that's huge. Yeah. It's, he also, like, I think physically... He's one of the most well-rounded players. Agreed. Yeah. I, he's gotten better at puzzles and little things at an older age, which is kind of crazy. 
even wilder i found out he had a torn labrum during oh uh war of the worlds one and war of the worlds two so he he made it he finished third place even with the torn labrum i sort of i wish the worlds one yeah last night yeah i wish he didn't pregame so much that's my big problem is that he he pregames too hard when he's such a naturally good social player. He knows how to have conversations with people. He knows how to connect. And the pregaming, I feel like, handcuffs him to certain deals and plays and puts a target on him. When in reality, he's great at talking to people. He's great at creating those connections. I think he, he takes it to uh, sort of like the, the big brother level where it's like a lot of pregaming. Great. So at 14, I have Kyle who, in my article, like, I think I, I, I said that Kyle is, like, the perfect reality character and that you could always bank on him to get a hookup, get into at least one fight, Absolutely. and always stay a bit competitive. But for a majority of it, he's kind of boring, and I, I like Kyle a lot. But, yeah, I'm not too excited, especially it's been six seasons in a row with Kyle. I And what I like about him is that because he's, like, one of the UK kids, he... He's very much uh, that style of of reality TV personality. And so it, it was weird to me that they chose him from Geordie Shore rather than like, I don't know. I don't know if you watch Geordie Shore. I'm a big fan. Um, I get why like, they got him. He was he was the one they could afford. <laughs> yeah. Those UK kids cost a lot. I know Bear costs like $100,000 a season, which people are like, oh, why did Bear cost that much? But Bear has been on like, a lot of shows. He was on like Shipwrecked, so, yeah. um, Celebrity Big Brother. He won Celebrity Big Brother. He won it. Yeah. He was the he, he was nominated every week and this and the fans saved him every week. Yeah, he was dating one of the biggest like UK reality TV stars, Charlotte Crosby from Geordie Shore for so long. And he hosted just the two of us with her for I think like a full season. Yeah. I like Bear. So, I know. He's very problematic, I, but I like him. I get it. No, no, no. no. I I I, when I watched X on the Beach UK, I was like, wow, they should bring... I, I'm like, I don't even know if they could bring this bear guy over here because he's so crazy. And then they did. And it's funny because the bear we get on the challenge is kind of like a PG, PG-13 bear in a lot of oh, ways compared yeah. to the UK version. I, I like... Uh, people crazy, but he's even up. wilder. Oh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Same with Kaylee. <laughs> Kaylee was very... Kaylee and Melissa were, like, so tame on their seasons of the challenge yeah. compared to like them being on like oh, love island sure. or, or x on the beach and oh my i think melissa just didn't want to get kicked off again oh i know we we stand her in vienna the oh, power sure. team yeah 13 i have joseph allen oh very random I feel bad for this guy because social media is just flaming this guy for like no reason. They're like, why did they bring this American Got Talent guy? Why is he the only guy smiling in this photo? And he just seems like a nice guy. And I can't, I'm not excited for him. But I feel bad that other people are being so mean to him. But even I'm kind of being mean to him because I just ranked him 13th out of 15 and he's a rookie. But he doesn't have any like backing. He wasn't like he he sung on America's Got Talent, right? Like he it wasn't like America's Got America's Got Talent. He's really good at like puzzles or stuff from the challenge. Maybe he's gonna sing his way into our hearts this season. You never know. 
I, I sort of thought he might, you know, be in like Tori's eyeline. Because he seems mm. like Tori's type. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Musician. Reminds me a bit of like Prosper from Are You the One? Okay, okay. A small, I think, I feel like Prosper, he felt like a big dude. Joseph kind of seems a bit small. Yeah. He, he doesn't, I don't know if he's well suited for the show. But he could surprise you. Like, Jasmine and Jonay, their rookie seasons, they shocked all of us. Yeah, I mean, Jay was awesome last season. Yeah. So, 12th, I have someone who I actually really liked last season. Corey. I, I feel you on that. He He's taken the... Uh, now, again, we stand Nani on this podcast. We stand Nani on this show. But he's sort of taken the Nani route where he's been on a bunch of seasons and he's, like, really well-rounded, but just, like, can't, can't win. I was just overall consistently shocked by him where he didn't make the same, like, dumb plays that he has over the years. And the thing I hate is lack of self-awareness. And Corey just had such a high level of self-awareness last season. And the way he played the game made sense and it was clean. And he did... I thought he did the best out of anyone in the final last season. It just came down to that day two puzzle, only getting a two-minute advantage. I felt bad for him because, you know, I thought Corey maybe deserved to win. And if you look at Corey's stats now, he's like a three-time finalist with like a six and three elimination record. And it, creep, it creeps up on you because I made fun of Corey for a long time and I'm eating crow now. I'm eating hella crow. <laughs> but he, wasn't he like a personal trainer at one point? So he's like physically fit and he's like, He's meant for this type of competition show. A lot of these people on the challenge are like personal trainers or such and such. And I've, a lot of it is aesthetic based, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. People like Jenny, where every single Definitely. meal she has and every single thing she does is committed to fitness. Or like Gabby, the new rookie from the UK, like their lives are fitness. And there are people who try to have a like six like a part-time fitness hustle though Corey did have an acl surgery years ago and it looks like he's actually finally recovering from it and that his cardio is much better now so good. good for him i think he's an actual contender this season which i never saw before uh yet he is very much becoming a dad and that's not good for reality television the Corey that was hooking up oh. with three girls in one season that was great i love that that's that's what I think he's missing. I just, I don't know. It's weird because I made fun of him so much during that era and I don't make fun of him now, but I miss that guy. It's it, it's mixed because like, I, I, I admire the maturity, but it's reality television at the same time. That's how I felt about Tony where like, I'm like, I don't want Tony to cheat on Alyssa. I like Alyssa. <laughs> I like that whole love story with Alyssa. If, if nobody knows what it is, he, Tony... Tony was on the real world and it was the real world skeleton. So they brought on like people from his past. So they brought back his psycho high school ex-girlfriend, Alyssa. And they ended up like falling back in love, which I think is like kind yeah. of beautiful. Now they have, you know, they have a child together, which is great. But when he was like hooking up with Christina, like episode one of Bloodlines, I was. Tony's wild. I mean, there's the... I, like I wrote that. my Ashley preview today, and everyone forgets that Tony and Ashley totally hooked up on Rivals 3. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's just the thing that's forgotten. Like, what, like that's, 
that counts. We got it with that scoreboard. It was on TV. I seen it with my eyes. That is, I have two favorite Ashley hookups. Like, I know it seems off topic, but, um, well, three. So Tony is, is number three. Number two is Kyle. Mm-hmm. That was just funny. And like, I would do the same thing. Number one <laughs> is, is Jamie. Cuz, cuz of Jamie. Oh, yeah. The shower thing. That put her on the map from the jump. Loved it. Get it, girl. I forgot who she was, like, when she showed up. I forgot who she was. Because I'd seen her real-world season and just, and just forgot. And I was like, wait, that's the same chick. She's the only person to ever be, like, voted out of the real world. Uh, Ryan. The Ryan guy and Puck, I think, too. Oh. Uh, from New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some people, but... Notably. We, we digress. At 11, I have Fessy. And... It's part of because of the format, because I think we're getting the Red Skulls back, and I don't think anyone is going to throw themselves in against Fessy. So he's, I think he's single this season, or maybe was not single. It's unclear. What I do want to say is that he's not a big character. He's a no. very good side character who, when D got banned last season, they gave him more confessionals, and he showed a lot of depth that they don't really show with characters. And he talked about his origins and why he wants to win. And that was very endearing. Though, he's not going to see many eliminations this season because people are too intimidated by him. Yeah, I don't... I, I'm, what's, what are your views on this, this Red Skull twist? Because I, I liked it in theory when it, when it was like first announced. And then I was like, well, then there's just so much politicking around, like, who are we going to put in to go get their skull? I think it's I think it's an actual like devoid lack of politics and it ru- it ruins the politics and it ruins the daily challenges as well because yep. w- people are like oh if you win you could pick your opponent I'm like that's that's like why would I ever want to win a daily challenge like Kyle didn't win any last season and it didn't hurt him uh, War of the Worlds too I get why people were mad about it like oh look at all these people who coast to the final. They coast to the final because they had numbers and they took advantage of the format that MTV created. That's not their fault. That's MTV's fault. And what MTV did was that they had a gross overreaction to a problem created by themselves and just created a second problem. We needed just a classic, regular middle ground. I mean, if those people make it to the final, that's good on them. That's MTV's fault. But yeah, I hate this Red Skull twist. I don't don't like it. I think it's like a, a gold skull this season. I don't think they were, yeah oh totally different now just give it a different color i think they were like oh there's only 10 schools this season and i was like well there's only 10 schools last season too if you like actually do the math <laughs> like in the final there were there were nine people but big t got uh medical dq so that was like maybe the extra school that was missing it, uh, it was very frustrating fessy i think fessy has a pretty good shot I think, much like Casey, he needs to find his, like, his challenge personality. Like, I agree. Has- I love Fessy on Big Brother. He was just a lovable idiot. And a I'm hippo. afraid, and like, yeah, I'm afraid in two years when people are just going to start hating on Fessy. Like, oh, he's boring. He's wallpaper. Da-da-da-da-da. And right now, he's just that, like hot guy that people can thirst over who's also a good competitor but over time it's gonna it's gonna turn see i know that he's attractive but i'm not attracted to him i understand this is good i'm gonna get a lot of hate for that for me yeah i'm like this is 
I can see why people are, are thirsting over him, but I myself have my thirst quenched just fine from other beverages. For sure. At 10, I have Michi. Michi, so speaking of hot. I was going to say, like, this guy is gorgeous. He's just a, he's just a gorgeous man. And what's funny was that I watched some interviews with him, and every time he would come into this interview, people would be like, damn, you're fine. And he's going to have some hookups this season. Oh, but he's also I love a small it. Guy. He's also a small guy. So I just want people to keep Michi in the house as long as possible. Just be like, everyone be like, hey, guys, we're going to save Michi to the last elimination. Michi, bang away. Men, women, I don't care what you like. Go for it, buddy. Shit, get both. For sure. Did you ever see the Rob Kardashian stuff, the Black China stuff? Which, oh. So he's known for X on the Beach as his reality show. But a couple years ago when Rob Kardashian uh, posted the revenge porn on Twitter of Black China having sex with someone, Michi was the guy in that video. Which is a disgusting thing to do. Never yeah, post that. He, yeah, don't, no, don't ever do that. And I just was wondering if you knew that. I I didn't know that was him. I feel like I should have done yeah. that. What's crazy is like they did interviews and someone was like, "Oh, I thought it was some other guy." It's like, no, that was indeed me. He he was even like, well, like admitting it because for him, it was actually positive and that it gave him a little bit more followers, a bit more clout. Yeah, and that it's sort of. I think this is also going to bring maybe people that watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians are going to start watching the challenge now. I don't know. I don't think it so. Might, it might invite that. He 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 actually is a decent musician. Have you ever have you listened to any of his music? Yeah, I because I I wanted to find out like more about him, so I was like trying to do my research, and I was like, okay, X on the beach, he's he's that like fills that archetype character for the show. I was shocked. His music is good. A lot of these people on reality TV shows who make music are not good. His music is good. Is this where we throw shade at Tori's rapping or? Whoa, you didn't you said Tori and I'm saying Tori right now. Cause yeah, her music is not that great. I'm sorry, sweet. I think she's good at a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's this I don't know if that's it. Like I at number nine, I have Josh. I think Josh is perfect for reality TV. I think he needs to start actually performing, though, at this point. Oh, physically, yeah. He's a big dude. It's four seasons. you got to win an elimination at this point, or else you're going to be lumped in with the Tyrese and the Dannys forever. And, yeah, it's just you got to start competing. And that's why I have him at nine. Because as a competitor, he is interesting. He tries to have hookups, hasn't been fully successful with it. The Georgia stuff was kind of cringe, in my opinion. Oh, it's Uh, so... Uh, it seemed so like forced and like it seemed like like Georgia was like not super interested she like, definitely had him as his backup yeah where like Bear was, like, was her was the apple of her eyes and she's like well I guess Josh treats me nice that's kind of cool which a lot of guys have been through before but you know that's life but and and physically he does he needs to start competing I he lost tug-of-war, a tug-of-war competition, to a man with one hand. That, 
War of the Worlds 2 against Jordan. Jordan's a fierce competitor. Agreed. He That was one of those eliminations where I was just like sitting in my home like, "Oh my god, how is this like I cuz spoilers come through my avenue and I knew Jordan had won, but I remember texting my friend like, "I think this is the most impressive elimination win ever." <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I was watching it, and my partner at the time, I'm, like, screaming at the screen. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's like, what? What is, what? like, what's so interesting about this? I'm like, he, look at him, like, like bodying this this tug of war. And he was like, okay. I was like, he has one hand. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, he, he, he only has one hand, and he's winning this tug of war. And he was like, oh, my. I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm screaming, oh, my God, at the screen. Because <laughs> I sort of watch it like I'm, like, watching sports. I'm like yeah, screaming at my screen. I'm like, dick, dick, yeah, dick, sure. <laughs> No, Josh has some strengths. He's good at swimming. He's good with some of the height challenges. He has no balance skills, though. That's that, that's important to know. And he can't solve a puzzle at all, either. And I think that's more of an anxiety problem. Because he ha- he's very yeah. anxious. Yeah, because his, his rookie season, or the World's One, he was, like, DQ'd. Before, he couldn't solve that math problem. Started. Agreed. He couldn't solve that math problem on the first challenge. Of uh, total madness, where oh, yeah. he was in first place. He was in first place on the jump, and then it was a math problem. It was like he just couldn't figure it out. It was pretty simple math problem too. Good. All Number right. eight. Next. Leo Rush. Oh, so I was excited to hear your views on this because you are you're a huge yeah, wrestling fan. Yes, I am, and I actually was a wrestling fan of Leo Rush. Like thirteen months ago, I was sitting in my living room watching Leo Rush win the Cruiserweight Championship, which is, if you don't know what that is, that's like for people who are 205 pounds or less. Okay. Those are like the flip, those are like the flippy dudes, the guys that do high acrobatic, exciting matches. They're, they're the people who aren't the world heavyweight champions, but they put on the best matches. All right. And that's what Leo does. He's like 5'6", 160. And so he's not the image of a wrestler that most people think of, but I've seen this guy just like just straight up jump over six foot tall men, like you know, just like leapfrog over them. Uh, he can do like crazy flips, super cool moves, and he can lift up people who are two hundred pounds. Because I physically I've seen it. Oh, I want to <laughs> see him in a hall brawl. Then I want to see him jump over I, for a hall brawl. That's that's what I've been thinking. Like if you put him in a ball, then could he like roll, flip over? Because a lot of those, you know, wrestling is fake. But there is a lot of amateur grappling and mat wrestling that is taken into it. And so he knows how to be physical in that aspect. Uh, he is also known in the WWE for being a bit, like, problematic. Uh, oh. Not problematic. So, ish, I don't know. So when he originally got signed, he got signed at, like, 21, 22, which is really young these days. Because you got to create, like, a resume. Like, you have to create, like, a 10-year resume on the independent circuit. And then you get signed to WWE. Yeah. He got he got signed really young because he was just making news really quickly because he was so talented. Uh, there was a girl who got released from WWE, and he made a joke about her release on Twitter. Uh, and the wrestling world did not take lightly to it because a person just lost their job. And he was off TV for, like, eight months. Mm. Then he comes back, goes to the main roster, which is, like, you know, where the big stuff's at. He is a manager, which is a person who talks for another wrestler. Because there was this man named Bobby Lashley. He's like 280 pounds, an MMA fighter, giant ripped dude, not a great talker. They give Leo the mic, and he talks him up, and he's the greatest hype man of all time. 
Meanwhile, he's on the cruiser. He's on the cruiserweight show. He's doing all this stuff. So he's a great talker. He's doing all this great wrestling once he comes back. And then he gets in trouble because he asked WWE for like a raise because he's doing double duty and he has a family and he wants to be shown more. And that's kind of like being a bit pushy because he's already on troubled water. And I'm doing a lot of summarizing, but this is stuff you need to know because like this is a guy who <laughs> is very talented, but always comes into conflict. Uh, I think that that's sort of that's sort of like Jordan. It's like Jordan. A, a Jordan's very talented, bit, yeah. but he that mouth runs and it's going a hundred miles an hour, and not every step that's coming out in that run is one that people yeah, want want to see. When uh, COVID hit, WWE decided like, well, we're not traveling anymore. We just have a TV show now, so we're going to release forty percent of our staff, our wrestlers. And since Leo already had, you know, conflict where he asked for, like, a release. Because there was a point where Leo got taken off TV for seven months. And people thought he wouldn't wrestle again until the end of his contract. And then he oh. came back out of nowhere and then won the title, like, two weeks later. Because they decided, like, you know what? We'll give him another shot. And he's awesome. And But then once they were making the releases, uh, he was just one of those ones who was on the chopping list. Because there was problems beforehand. See, I'm, like, a, like old school wrestling. That's yeah. That's I. I had like all the figure, all the figurines. Like no, I didn't get into wrestling like... until I was twenty-one. Yeah, I got into wrestling like years, and it's one of those things where like you're like, do you know wrestling's fake? I'm like, dude, I got into wrestling when I was twenty-one. I knew I I knew it was fake when I was three, and I just love the storytelling, the aesthetics. I love the, like they had entrances, and that's my favorite thing because like. Oh man, having your own theme music and cool gear, that's that's what I'm into. That's what I always ask in my my interviews on my blog, theenikisin.com, um, like if you could have a theme song, like what would your theme song be? And it, it's based on that. Yeah. Like, like, like entrance. Oh man. No, even in my friends' Discord, we have we have entrance music in our Discords. Of course you do. Of course. Number seven. Devin. I don't like Devin. So. <laughs> the funny thing about me putting him seven was like, originally I had him really low. And then I was like, oh, wait, Bananas isn't on this season. <laughs> and that made him suddenly much more interesting to me because I was like, well, how do you operate without a Bananas on the season? How do you operate with a Wes, who is like one of your best friends on the show? I, Devin... Devin falls into the Corey category where it's like, I want to see you like actually perform. I agree. He's gotten in better shape. As a whole, I don't really consider him a serious competitor, though. No. Not at all. Does he have a girlfriend entering this season? I don't. I don't think so. Because he he had all that uh, he had all that drama with Marie and Shannon. I think Shannon just had a baby. Yeah, she did. I was very disappointed because, you know, I grew up attracted to Shannon. I, I say that like I like I did see her on TV for the first time like three years ago. And I was, it, in, my, in my head canon brain, I was like, you know what? She lives in L.A. I live in the L.A. area. It's going to happen one day. It just didn't happen. Anthony it could. Anthony something won. No, it's not happening. I'm out. Oh. Maybe, maybe uh, next are you the one girl. Is, is there ever going to be another Are You the One season? I don't know. I don't. I can't see it happening. 
Number six, I have CT, and that's because it looks like he lost weight. Uh, yeah, he did. He no longer has the dad bod, and recently separated. Is that true? So on that, like, when they were filming, they were separated, because now I see, like, on on his wife's, uh, on her Instagram, she posted a picture of him. I always think it's funny when people... Or, like, when is CT going to retire? Because even when I interviewed CT uh, two years ago, he said he would retire after he wins another full season, and he did not do that. But I get it, because what are CT's life skills outside of the challenge? Yeah, like, what's he... Does he want to work in construction? Does he want to do that? Like, or in six weeks, you can make $100,000 for showing up, and then maybe win more in prize money? Like, he's got a kid and a wife who he may be separating from. Do you want him to work at Lowe's Home and Garden? Like, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want from CT? And he's going to keep coming on the show. Yeah, and there's, like, uh, and because of COVID, he can't do, like, club appearances or, like, can't do, like, Challenge Mania. Like, can't do anything appearance-wise. So, and he, he's not going to, like, host entertainment tonight. <laughs> he's not gonna, yeah. When I interviewed CT, it never, it made, it gave me a really good appreciation for the MTV editing team, <laughs> based on like the way his confessionals come out. Because just talking to him, I was like, ah oh, man, how how would you put this on TV? How would you put this conversation? Like, Aww. he rambles a lot. <laughs> like he's he, he's fed some of these lines. Oh, I I really like CT. I do too, but some of the glamour got taken off for me. <laughs> Number five, I have Nelson. Oh, we know I'm not like the biggest Nelson fan. (laughs) He's so lackluster in terms of performance. In recent seasons, yes, I will say that. That's why I have him at five because last season he won. Like he literally threw America's love on the ground and then picked it back up at the last second, and it showed me like I get it, like. I've been in so many relationships where a single, like, hey, how are you doing text will just, like, completely throw away everything of resentment I ever felt towards someone if I really care about them. <laughs> like, Nelson, like, I, I stand him for so long, and then I just, after he cursed out Kayla and some of the girls last season, I was I'm like, I'm done with Nelson. Disgusted. Like, Angela Rockstar, like, Angela Rockstar, like, you're disgusting. Yeah, and like, but then he... Tone. But then he was one of the only people to actually, like, be honest with Anissa and actually look out for some of, like, the women in the show where you're, like, the men who, they weren't going to curse out women like that, but just were going to kind of underhandedly play them. And Nelson was like, hey, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to, like, you know. And that, to me, was like, oh, well, at least he's being real here. And then throwing himself in for Corey, oh, my God, I was all in, back all the way. He was the MVP last season. He brought energy and drama to a season that was mostly devoid of it. I just want to see him be a top competitor again. Because right before he got DQ'd on Dirty 30, he was killing it. He was winning challenges. He beat Hunter in elimination. Like, I wrote an article. I was like, I think Nelson has become, like, he became the star of the show at that point. He really could have. And what I really liked about him was that when he came on there, he was, like, he was a super fan of the show. Mm -hmm. Which we don't really get that 
that often with with rookies. I don't know if Nelson was a super fan on Rivals 3. Like, I think he didn't know what the challenge was. And then after he went on it, he binged every season. Because <laughs> you watch him, because he asked, like, Bananas and Sarah, like, so uh, what, why are you guys beefing? Like, what's going on between you two? And then the next season, he's, like, talking about, like, yeah, I respect this guy. I respect this guy. I mean, the like, challenge is, like, a Super Bowl ring. I like what, Nelson, though. Wouldn't you, if you were asked to be on a show, wouldn't you maybe watch it before you went on? You should tell the UK people that because half the UK oh, people they've never even don't heard know of it. The show is going in. Yeah, they have no idea about any of this, which is crazy to me because, like, don't you want to do like social media stalking before? It's like when you like go when you like meet someone on Tinder or like a friend of yours starts dating somebody new. Like, I immediately start social media stalking them. I will like I watch all their previous seasons, so I'll watch all their old stories. I'm like, okay, who's this? What do they do? You gotta, you gotta get that background. That's how you can I just love the, I just love the blissful ignorance of the UK people of Kyle being like, I didn't know there were competitions on this show. Uh, <laughs> and he finished in second place, too, on that first season. That's what's even funnier. What a himbo. At number three, or number four, I have Leroy. I love Leroy. I was just watching his rookie season the other day. What's Rivals crazy, season. I was talking about Fessy earlier, where, like, eventually the fans are going to turn on him, and I feel like that was happening with Leroy, especially around War of the Worlds 1, 30-30-ish era. And now I feel like the tide's turning back around, where, like, Leroy, he shows that he cares about losing. Like, he doesn't, like... That was, like, the problem for a lot of the years where people were like, oh, Leroy, he doesn't care if he loses. And I feel like Leroy even felt that way, too. But now he's taking ownership of a lot of things where he wants to win the game. He's actively playing it hard. He is taking ownership of his relationship with Cam where he was a bit, like, he didn't want to put it out there. And now in, the like, the preseason promos, he's actively calling her his girlfriend, which is something I don't ever see Leroy do. And his haircut looks great, and he looks in great oh, shape. he looks so good. He's, I'm just like, old man Leroy is like way more fresh than he's been in years. And that one season break maybe made all the difference. I don't know. He just, he has a different energy this season. I think, I think the break has been really good for him. I think the taking a break will do the same for Bananas. It's going to do the same for like Polly and Kara. For sure. Do you like his and Cam's relationship? I do. I I find it to be one of the more, uh, like, genuine connections from the show. And, like, I, I totally been... see where he's coming from, where he didn't want to, like, be like, yeah, that's my girlfriend Cam, because I feel like he didn't want his whole, like, storyline on the show just to be, like, Cam's my girlfriend. I also think it's just hard to commit when you're Leroy, who lives the Vegas lifestyle, and... People come through every weekend, want to party with you because you live for in long. Vegas. He's moving to yeah, Houston not for long. with Cam. Moving to Houston. That's a huge jump. I'm really proud of him, you know, growing up, maturing that way. On top of that, I just never really understood him and Cam because I always thought Cam was very business-minded and Leroy was very, like, loves his lifestyle in Vegas. So to see them come together, there's some real love there. And that's really, like, that's beautiful to see. 
I th I could see them uh, creating like a really really unique business together because so Leroy is a barber. Now yes. he went from America's favorite garbage man to uh, to a barber, and Cam has her own wig collection. So I think Ooh. it would be like a really cool collab there. I could see it. I could also not see it, but yeah, you're, you're onto something there. That's actually really cool to talk about, and I, I love, I do love them now together because I didn't at first, and now I, now I do actually. I just, I really want to see Nani and Cam be friends because I do Leroy too. is such an important part of Nani's life, and Nani is such an important part of Leroy's life. And I just, I want to see that happen. Like my, in my head, my dream scenario this this coming season is that. Teresa, Cam, and Nani, like, team up. I would love that so they much. They throw all but... the shade back, Oof. you know? <laughs> Who's next? At number three, I have Jay. I just don't know Jay's a Republican. Oh, wow. So I'm pulling back my marriage proposal to him. Okay, okay. You gonna start out slow? Maybe just a, maybe just a dinner date at first? Uh, well, maybe just a discussion on foreign policies and like a layout of who Trump really is. But imagine being For a registered me, Republican and looking that good. I hate. I. I. How does that work? I don't know how that works, but I am excited to see Jay on the show this season, mostly because he had that tough rookie season where he got thrown in every time in that you know the first three times and this season he'll come in with a more veteran status because he has earned his stripes he's seen three eliminations he's beaten ct and if you had to like look at challenge history there are certain people who make big jumps from their first season to their second season and jay is someone who is good with puzzles good swimmer very well-rounded so yeah socially and strategically savvy if someone is going to make that, like, big shocking jump from, like, being an early exit season one to, like, maybe winning their second season, I think that could be Jay. Yeah. I I, I really liked the, the social game that he was playing. I just, I felt bad for him that, like, Rogan immediately was like, no, he's hooking up with D. He made out with her, like, one time. Whatever. Like, get over it. It was more or less, I think people saw him as the Red School because he is like 150 pounds. And that could be a problem again this season. Although he has a little bit more clout and respect on his name. A bit better social connections going in. And He's got Natalie. Natalie yeah, Anderson. For sure. If he, if he can win an elimination, then I like his chances to win the season because he is built for a final. Then again... I, I wouldn't be shocked for a Fessy to be like, all right, Jay, let's go battle in a hall brawl. Oh, just snap him like a twig. Poor thing. Oh, I can still, like, see Rogan slamming him on the ground. That was... That was aggressive. Yeah. And I also think that perhaps Rogan should have been, like... Oh, I don't think so at all. I think... I don't think so at all. I think it was a, it was a hit. I, I think Jay should have just thrown the ball and just not even tried. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. To me, it, it was a tackle to me. Why do you go for round two? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I can't believe they made that a cliffhanger, too. Oh, 
and I have a sneaking suspicion this new season, given how long it's airing for, so it's supposed to air from like the 9th of December to like April 14th. Or are we going to get these cliffhangers where it's like you don't know who gets eliminated and who doesn't? I would hate that. It makes it makes writing my articles so it. much harder because you don't really know how to format it. When it when you have an elimination at the end, you get at least like you get a bookend the article with the elimination. Exactly, and I, and I prefer the format of like like drama, daily challenge, more drama. They go out and do something. Nominations, elimination. Agreed. In second. I have Nam. Oh, my future husband. <laughs> I've been sipping over Nam, Nam for, I don't know, since I saw his cast photo pop up. I had to explain to him what simping was on Instagram. I, like, commented on one of his pictures, and I was like, I'm going to be simping for you all season. And he was, like, so nice. He's like, I have to ask you what is simping. <laughs> He's so made for I... the show, though. I was a bit afraid that he didn't know English because every video I watched him in, he was speaking German. Though I will note, his German is incredible. Sounds really German. Sounds like, I was like, man, some people say German's an ugly language. This man, this man's so beautiful. His German sounds beautiful. I feel like I, I feel like I know German, even though I don't know German when he says it. I'm like, yeah, Nam, go off, hon. It's like watching, like when I wa- try to watch a Spanish or a Korean soap opera, I'm like, <laughs> just like like it just sounds so beautiful and it's so I'm like yeah I understand this I don't no there's a wrestler her name's Asuka uh, she recently she's been given like the free reign the last year or so just to speak Japanese just to cut her promos in Japanese and then maybe she'll say something like a little thing in English but I'm like she's speaking in Japanese and I'll have no idea what she's saying and I'm like yeah she's speaking facts because she's speaking with so much passion and invigoration that I get invested. I just hope that they don't, if Nam's English isn't that great, they don't play it for laughs, like they did Turbo a bit. I felt, I, I hated that with Turbo. The yeah, only, the people, only one that I thought was funny was when um, he went on that, like in War of the Worlds 1, when he was trying to nominate somebody and TJ was like, okay, but who, who are you putting in? <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, a lot of fans would like, oh, this is so cute, Turbo, and I'm like, no, you're kind of, it's not, it's not what you're supposed to do. They're kind of playing the joke on his English as well. You're, I don't know. That I just hope that, again, that he is able to blend in. I don't know if he drinks either. Like, I don't think he consumes alcohol because he doesn't eat carbs. Uh, I mean, there are, there's obviously alcohol that doesn't have carbs, uh, but yeah, I don't but- know if the challenge. I don't know if the challenge house has that. I don't know if my if our marriage is gonna work that well then, because like I I live off of pasta so, and like I'm not a big drinker but like I do love champagne and rosé so. He doesn't have any pics with girls on his Instagram either. I don't know if he's single or not. I think if you're a fitness model, it makes more sense not to have pics with the female on it, so that way you get more female. Like oh, I could be his former his future girlfriend or boyfriend, you know dream you know dream board type stuff yeah i also don't work out so I, uh, you're making me second guess this marriage <laughs> did you watch his beastmaster episode i did oh i watched like clips of it because i just don't yeah find that sort of thing super entertaining it's crazy because on ninja warrior all the people that do well are like 170 pounds like 
170. He's 6'2", 215, and doing that crazy stuff. So that's that's what wows me, because I grew up a huge Ninja Warrior fan. The Japanese version, not the watered-down American version. Yeah, see, I don't like the, the watered-down American versions of things, because they all feel like Wipeout to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like him, though. I think he's... He's really good, like... He's really good Asian representation on the show. Because, like, I can't remember seeing an Asian male on on the challenge. Yeah, I think the... It's something I've been wanting to tweet. Like, as a whole, we need more Latino and Asian representation. And a little bit more black representation, too. Absolutely. They did well with this cast when it came to black representation, which is very appreciable. But we need more Mexicans. We need more Latinos. We need more Asian. And Absolutely. we've gotten four Asians in recent years. Two of them were Ninja Natalie and Jen Lee. Uh, <laughs> Jen Lee was a person, and Ninja <laughs> Natalie is more disliked than I one of the other Asian cast her. members. She's more disliked than the person who got banned for being racist, which is yeah. Dee, who is Australian, and then our other Asian representative is German. And I'll tell you this, most of my friends in Southern California are Asian. You know, Asian American, you know, Asian American, and there's so many Asian people you could cast, like out here in America, who have great personalities, who are great athletes. Yet they have to keep exporting them. Like the the same goes for minorities as well. They they like to cast more, you know, um, British people of color or you know other countries. And I think it's because they view them as exotic. Like oh, they 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 hit two checklist boxes, which is kind of cool in some ways. But in other ways, it's a bit denigrating, in my opinion, because like you have to be like this in order to get cast on the show. You have to be a beautiful person who checks multiple ethnicity boxes in order to be on the show. While in America, we have very entertaining people who also fill some of those check boxes who just aren't getting on. Well, they should just start casting from Big Brother Canada. We're, yeah, we're very diverse. Big Brother Canada. Big Brother Canada is like diverse and just people acclaim it like crazy. It's it's a great reality show. From the like, I've watched I think two seasons of it. Oh man, I love season two. I would love <laughs> to see Aika Wong on the challenge. I'd love Ooh, to see yeah. her on there. There's her iconic scene where she either gets like five thousand dollars or either gets five thousand dollars and like shreds the letters from home to the rest of the cat. She's just, and she's shredding it. I do the same thing. I'm a, I like to classify myself as a nice person. I think I'm a nice person. I'm sure there might be people listening that will disagree if they knew me when I was like 18, but I'm a nice person. I would yeah. 100% shred letters from home for $5,000. Yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I agree. I agree completely. I'm like, I, I'm not going to say I'm a nice person because I feel like that's libelous, but, <laughs> I'm... but I agree. Number one, Darrell. I'm so excited for Darrell to come back. I definitely forgot on Fresh Wheat 2 that him and Kara went home first. I was watching it again, and I was like, yeah. oh, I'm like, okay, wait, what? And then they just I went home. I think he's so underrated from a commentary standpoint. Darrell is so consistently funny, and he just does these little okay. things in the background of scenes that are just hilarious. On Invasion, when Amanda and Camilla and Laurel were fighting... And they're going crazy in that bedroom. You could see in the doorway, the doors open like the tiniest amount. And you can see Darrell's face in the background behind it. 
<laughs> I love him. He's got the like background jokes like Jemmy. Like Jemmy will Jemmy and Cam will just be like in the in a doorway, like watching a fight, like Yeah, there was the episode where uh the bloodbath and Amanda wins the first round and she starts shooting off uh middle finger pistols at people and then you can see over they like pan over to the, the champs and they're commenting and you can see the road is going like pew, 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 pew. <laughs> And dur- during that elimination, too, with the physical one, like, ooh, Amanda's going to get it. She's going to snake you. She's going to snake you. She's going to snake you. Maybe Laurel, Laurel yelling, no, don't let her snake you. And Daryl's like, oh, she's got it. Ah, oh, she's got it. Like, just little he's, things he does like he's that. Really funny. Oh, my God. He's so funny. I don't think he gets enough credit for being like, because he's a great competitor, obviously. We know he kicks ass. But, man, he's just so funny consistently over the years. There was the fight he had with Abram on the Inferno, too where Abram was, like, cursing people out after he beat Brad, and he's like, oh, let me get let me get your ass in there. I'll show you what I can do. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I do miss the psychotic nature of Abram, but that's that's me, like, wanting the posture on that show. Jarrell also had the funniest uh, Twitter beef with Wes, like, a year and a half ago. It was a fake beef for Final Reckoning, where they kept making fun of each other on uh, Twitter and Instagram, in order to make people think they were going to show up as mercenaries. Oh, I love it. They had a real-life rivalry for, like, 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 seven years, like six years, from Fresh Meat 1 to, you know, Fresh Meat 2. And then they did Chaff versus Pros together, and Darrell's like, oh, you changed. <laughs> I think Darrell could easily be, like, the face of the challenge. I don't think he takes an active enough role. I think he kind of plays that old man social game, like, I'm Darrell, I'm cool. I, it's hard, because he's not... He's not the West Bananas type, where they make everything about them, and that's part of the appeal of Darrell. Like, that's yeah. why people love him. He doesn't make everything about him. At the same time, in order to be that star of the show, you need to be that kind of... I don't want to say asshole, but, like, you have to have that ego. You have to yeah. really want to be the star. And he wants to win money. Yeah, for his family. I also like that MTV's, like, kind of stirring the pot because they keep showing uh, clips of him and Amber B from Big Brother, like, cozied up under a blanket. People are like, oh, maybe they're going to hook up. Like, first of all, he's married. Uh, second of all, two people can be under, like, one blanket sitting that close, and it doesn't have to be romantic. Yeah, in one of the in one of the clips, I was like, you know what? There's some distance. She's actually that's her arm that she's putting over herself right here. And I agree, they they are stirring the pot a little. I was like, oof, oof. Amber B's gorgeous though, and we'll talk more about her oh, the next time we do this. I'm ready. Oh, to talk about the females? Oof. I was just excited to talk about Nam. That's also one of the reasons why we did this episode first because we kind of care more about the female characters because there's more diversity in characters as well. Absolutely. Oh, no, we froze. Okay. oh, my God. I thought we froze again near the end, and I was, like, very terrified. <laughs> We're letting you in on the inside scoop people people here. I thought the video froze. It didn't. We're good. We're good <laughs> up here. I'm just freezing here so, in Canada, just in general. And it's snowing it's here. Actually so. like, it's actually, like, 55, 60 degrees here today in California, which is, like, super cold for California. My bad. That's not Celsius. That's, like, I don't know, 12 Celsius, I want to say, 13 Celsius. I'm guessing. That sounds gorgeous. <laughs> I'm wearing like a yeah. blanket outfit. 
Also, I want to tell everyone, uh, last week, I, like, I had my long-ass hair, and I said, like, I'm, I'm here for the long run with this. And then I watched the video, and I was like, ow. Watching my hair move every single time I talked was just annoying as hell, especially when editing. And so, yeah, I got my hair cut for the first time in 11 months. The person who cut my hair, she was like, oh, how much do you want off? And I was like, uh, about this much off. Like, are you sure? I'm like, can you just show me a photo? And I showed her the photo. She's like, oh, I cut your hair last time. Oh, I had a baby since then. That's how long it's been. Yeah, it's that's how long. So- it's been. A, whole, a, whole, a whole child has been birthed between when this lady cut my hair, like, last time to now. A new life has been brought into the world since the last time that you, sh- that you got a haircut. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure my hair will be a different color by next show. I just yeah. dye it a lot. Eventually, we will have an animation to open these videos, and we will have images. Right now, uh, my, I want to give a shout out to my friend Luke. He is a teacher in Virginia. He is a hardworking person. He is single. He is handsome. Hit his DMs up. Follow him on Twitter at Pukey Luke or Mr. Pukey Luke, something like that. He does our image graphics for the, our thumbnails for these podcast episodes on Spotify and YouTube. Get it, Luke? Get it. Uh, I hope you all enjoy. Dance. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nikki, give them their your. You already gave them your Twitter ads, but do it one more time. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Nikki Sin. And you can find me on Twitter at the Alan Aguirre. Uh, CaffeineConfessionals.com for our podcast link on Spotify. Also, we also technically own the name Caffeine Confessionals with no N, double F. Perfect. Because, because I'm dyslexic. Which is a which is a flat out fact. I'm actually dyslexic. I'm not like making a joke, but right before I uh, published the first podcast on Spotify, I noticed at the last second we did not own Caffeine Confessionals, and I had to do some last minute scrambling. So we own both for two years. Good for us. <laughs> Great. We'll really really cover that confessional market. It's very yeah. niche. <laughs> we'll have to get some like real like confessional backgrounds. Like I want to know what the confessionals look like. Oh, yeah, for I'm sure. I'm 36. Steal that. Because right now I'm in the bunker, as you can see. I'm yeah. definitely there. It's definitely not a background that I chose at all. As you can see, very real. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone watching, amazing graphics. All right, Andy, it's been fun. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Tweet me at David Dobrik.